0: One more month. We've got one more month left in this roller coaster of a year.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, it's either going to be the fastest month that we've had since this whole thing or the slowest. I'm not sure what I've decided yet, but yeah, like the first, we'll see here. The first six
0: months since all the lockdown stuff went by super fast for me. And the last like what? two or three have been... No, reverse that. Sorry. We're super slow. The last couple months have
1: been very quick. Dude, so sitting for- in quarantine was... Oh, exhausting! I was just like, <laughs> it's like watching the second hands tick away. I was like, all right, 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 right. So now that like things have a little bit opened up, even though starting to shut back down spiking, in some places. Yeah, it still feels like it's moving a little bit quicker. So yep. I'll take yep. it. Be Christmas before we know it. What's the uh, so What's the beer on the menu tonight? It's actually a new one. It's a Rheingeist brew from Cincinnati. Mm. It's called Hoppy Holiday Ale. So you lost me at good. Hoppy. I love Rheingeist. It's pretty good. You lost me at Hoppy. Can't do it. Wow. <laughs> it's not you're not drinking it so
0: exactly well welcome everyone to the aged out podcast i'm one of your hosts mike fantini and with me as always is evan moral and before we get into today's episode with today's guest make sure you subscribe on youtube subscribe on apple podcast spotify or google podcast depending on where you listen to us or all four whatever you choose to do um, like the video on youtube if you like what we're doing leave a comment if you want uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Aged Out Podcast to never miss an update about the podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash agedoutpodcast to support us financially in any way if you would like. And last but not least, we've partnered recently, if you haven't heard, with Lone Star Percussion, to provide you all with some savings around the holidays. So if you are looking to get some percussion equipment, head over there, sticks, pads, heads, cymbals, whatever. Uh, you can save $10 on any order of $50 or more using the code "aged out." It'll be in the video and podcast description at checkout. So now that we got that out of the way, Evan, you want to take it? And then we'll uh, get rolling.
1: Yeah, man, certainly. Um, I think we've referenced the six degrees of separation or the two degrees of separation in that exists in this activity several times, but that's kind of how we've gotten connected with this guest. Uh, He had checked out some other episodes. Super awesome that he's checking out our content. Really appreciative of that. And knows a couple of dudes we've done some podcasts with. One of the more recent ones with Lewis uh, Reniger from Blue Knights. If you haven't checked that out, go give it a listen. But uh, yeah, a man who's seen many, many world-class ensembles, front row and center. Uh, Without further ado, we uh, welcome DCI judge, teacher, educator, Mr. Uh, Mike Davis, otherwise known as Mike D. What's up, man? What's up, brothers? How you guys doing? Good. Doing well, man. Doing well. We're just taking it day by day. Glad to have you with us. We really appreciate you taking the time to just get to know you. This is the first time I think we've ever talked, Uh, even though before the podcast we were just talking about we've all three had pretty close proximity to each other. Uh, Mike's been on the field critiquing ensembles that Mike and I are in, Fantini and I. But, yeah, it's good to, good to meet you, man. How's uh, life out in St. Louis? You're in St. Louis, right?
2: Yes. Um, great to meet you guys, too. Yep. Um, like you guys were just talking about, man, freaking COVID, you know, not knowing what's next. And mm-hmm. I think, Mike, you were saying, like, it's slow. It It's it really slow. And maybe it's starting to speed up. And then as soon as you start to speed up, it just you get kicked right back in the butt, man. And just, you know, yep. it's, it's crazy. Never seen anything it. like this before.
1: I saw today DCI made kind of a, a little bit of announcement about some showcase stuff they're trying to do in August. Uh, some groups have come out said, yeah, we're in. Some groups have come out and said, nah, we're out. We'll see you in 2022. Um, I saw BD at Vanguard, I guess, made that decision. They posted on Facebook that, hey, we're, uh, we're going to do some stuff for 2021, but we're not going to tour until 2022, which unfortunately I think a lot of us saw the writing on the wall for that, but still sucks nonetheless.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I, I couldn't imagine, uh, you know, what those groups have to go through, you know, making those decisions. And obviously there's a lot of money involved, you know, um, and getting buses on the road and all that craziness, man. I, I envy those people for what they have to go through. So I would imagine whatever decisions those guys are making are in the best interest. And hopefully we can get back to doing this again here soon.
1: I hear that, man. I hear that. Um, I'm sure we'll probably talk about this some more too, just as we go and how COVID has affected the activity and maybe some trends that we'll see going down the stretch uh, that'll change it for maybe even the better. But before we get into that, man, for the people that don't know, just give a little bit of a background, maybe like how you got into the activity um, from St. Louis, kind of kind of where you got your, your ball rolling.
2: Right. Um, obviously like everybody else, uh, I was in a pretty competitive high school marching band and actually we are competitive in all facets of our program, jazz band, orchestra, uh, or, uh, uh, we had a director who kicked our butts, man, on the daily, um, and only accepted excellence. And, um, he's one of my heroes to this day. Um, he was a great man and he's still with us, but, uh, I tell you what, his name was Bob Boges, and he just – everybody in our program just loves him to this day and a uh, great mentor. And then um, uh, after high school, I went and got with the local drum corps uh, over in uh, Illinois. It's about yeah, 45 minutes away called the Black Knights, and um, basically that was in their last year in 89. Um,
1: you had a pretty funny story how you got hooked up with that, didn't you? Weren't you just like – checking them out
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i went to a rehearsal and um you know how, how, they were a smaller drum corps and i uh, went to a rehearsal and they were just like hey uh what are you doing you know <laughs> i mean that's how that's how open class teams usually go or it was a 60 at that time but um you know hey what are you doing you know we need somebody to fill in in the pit here and you know i was like i don't have any money <laughs> and you know they were like that's okay just come on in and you know like uh we'll get you set up and and um uh, yeah the rest is history there um we were we were okay you know not the greatest but uh we worked hard and you yeah. know but we were seeing so many great groups back then you know um you know there's a lot of groups that aren't around now you know americanos and limited edition and and um northern aurora just all these groups that were around that that uh you know that were kicking our butts but it was a really cool education to see those groups all the time and uh where i saw my first all-girl drum line i saw the bandettes and um, they were they were absolutely amazing um i thought i just i didn't know that that was a thing and so my eyes were getting opened up to uh to just a whole new world man it just it it was amazing and then of course you know we were seeing all the bigger teams you know um madison and star and cavaliers and all those groups and so you know obviously we were going on first in some of those shows so you know we get back to the truck man we pack our stuff up and (laughs) here we are you know watching you know madison or cavaliers or star phantom you know and just it was it was. I wasn't in those groups, but, you know, like, it was the best education because, you know, you were hearing with the staffs were saying in those groups and and just really able to take it all in. And maybe even if we got lucky, we'd be able to, you know, share a housing site with them or something like that and watch them rehearse or, you know. So it was a great, great, great education um, to be a part of with that. And then after that, man, I just started teaching and writing and, and for local high schools around here and just – like everybody else, you know, you're just honing your skills. And, um, you know, I remember writing my first book and it was like, uh, no white left on the paper, you know, uh, (laughs) like just sounds like a Lee Bennett book. (laughs) Yeah, man. Just like writing everything, you know, because you're so inspired by, uh, you know, (laughs) watching, you know, all these great groups and we didn't have indoor back then, but you know, like, you know, it just, you know, you wanted to emulate those guys. And so yeah, we were right. I was writing everything I could write. And, um, you know, and then you go to a show and some judge would be like, yeah, the percussion parts really don't fit right here with this swing tune. And we're playing all this cheese and hair to stuff. And <laughs> like, it's just, you know, but yeah, man, you live and learn. And, uh, just through the years, just honing my skills and, uh, being around a lot of great people and, and I, and getting the chance, uh band directors giving me a chance to do what i was doing and and uh and uh there's a lot of great guys out there that really helped me out you know and letting me just be me and uh finding myself and then um in 2000 um i started judging for drum corps midwest i got in the activity um or the judging activity by two great people uh, harvey wingo and joe smith harvey's no longer with us but um um, he, uh, really was instrumental in helping me, um, get involved in judging. Uh, and then after that, I've uh, been judging ever since, and this would have been my 20th year, um, but COVID decided to ruin that. So we, uh, then, you know, uh, got, fell in love with the indoor activity. It was a blast. Um, my first indoor championships to go to was 1998 and just bam another thing just getting my eyes opened up to mission viejo and and bear creek from colorado and ponderosa from colorado and oh yeah mystique and um just black i remember Knights the first time, time I, in,
1: too right they yeah
2: black Knights and um and uh who else uh just uh, uh, just it was just so fresh um
1: darkness <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: just yeah. um Seeing those groups for the first time, um, I remember seeing Mystique at a at a regional. Uh, the group that I was teaching at the time was France South North High School, and we were just finding out what this was because we were still doing the um, what they used to call the Spartan Fest in in Chicago. Um, it was at the high school um, that Ferris Bueller was filmed at, and they used to have this. <laughs> indoor percussion show there every year man it was great but it was on a stage you know it hadn't it hadn't gotten to a gym yet and um and then here comes wgi and they put it into a gym and so all right, all right let's try this and then i remember seeing mystique for the first time man and and it was just they were flying around the floor and and they were they were loud and it was just i was like you know it's like meeting your love for the first time you know you're like <laughs> I, I love you you know, like right now, you know, like and it was just like it was wonderful, man. And I just and I was hooked and and then we went to championships and just saw these great groups and the innovation that was available to everybody. It was it was amazing. And then um, we got some local high schools involved in it and help kind of nurture the local circuit around here. And then Paul Richardson and myself started Gateway and and 2004 and then um i started freedom in 2009 and the rest is history
1: <laughs> you just yeah. went through a, a lot of awesome stuff that i kind of touched base on too um mm. going just to go back to you talking about like the exposure that you got while you were on tour mm. i find that that is so important too like if people get the opportunity sometimes you could think it's maybe boring to go watch people rehearse, but I always just loved that because then you get to hear exactly what they're telling the kids, what they're looking for, and it really Mm -hmm. opens your eyes up to so much stuff. Uh, The shows are great, love the shows, but to hear a drum corps staff and the way that they approach their rehearsal and like the nuance and what they're looking for can be so eye-opening. And I would say that 85% of the stuff that I teach to kids now, whether it's in lessons or indoor or high school marching band is me regurgitating things that I've heard because I've learned what to look for and where to look for. And the other 15% is just kind of like my own like pedagogy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, just being able to learn from so many different people and getting that exposure and sitting in a lot and just being like, Oh, this is what clean really sounds like. I thought we were clean, but this is what clean really
2: (laughs) sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the old saying? If you're not stealing, you're not trying. You know what I mean? Like, get... <laughs> Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing for a lot of us. I think if we all had a, you know, a big marching instructors uh, convention and we all just sat around and like, how did you get started? You know, everybody would say the same thing you just said, you know, like I was watching so and so and I picked up this from them. And yeah, I mean, this... the rehearsal setting is what every kid should be able to see. You know, yeah, the, this nowadays, whole conversation
0: yeah. just takes me back to the podcast we did with Pete Sappinen. He put it mm-hmm. best, in my opinion, of, of just like it's tribal knowledge. Like we're literally just passing all this knowledge down generation to generation. Like we're a tribe, yep. a small niche community of of uh, marching percussion percussionists and stuff, and we just pass it down each generation. It's all regurgitating things that p- previous guys and girls in the activity have have told you or the person that told that taught you was told by them or it's just one thing after another it's not really centralized either it's all just word of mouth kind of an experiential knowledge
2: yeah i agree with that um i'll also add something to that um also with the kids you know if i had students that would go off in march and uh, they would come back and then you know, I'd be like, hey, man, you know, like, how are you guys doing this thing? Or, you know, like, or whatever. Or they would come back and like, oh, this is how we're moving the stick. And, you know, like, this is what we talk about, about sound quality. And then, you know, I remember uh, an ex-student came back one year. He marched uh, a top 12 core and he came back and he he had talked about posture, you know, about how you stand behind the drum and, and things like that. And And I had never talked about that before, you know, just like wow, I didn't know, like, yeah, of course, standing up straight and all the rest of that, but, you know, you look good, you feel good, you play good, you know, these things, and, and I was blown away by a small thing like that, but they were getting preached, and then you go back and you watch that line, and you go, yep, I totally get it, yep, that's, that's, so, yeah, listening to the dudes that come back, you know, because they're spending 10 hours a day, you know, learning all that knowledge is, is a is a cool thing as well, you know, learning from the young guys when they I think i might heard scott johnson say that once you know it's like listen to the young guys you know like they have things to say too and they bring back all the latest and the greatest cool stuff and information so
1: yeah if you want to know what's hip and what's trendy yeah you can for sure like check out what's uh, what so-and-so's doing or like oh check out this new split that so-and-so wrote or oh check out what this quad around doing or whatever um I think I listened to another podcast you were doing uh, and you were talking about the first time you learned what like a hand-to-hand was, and I, I had a similar reaction. I was like, hand-to-hand? What, what do you mean? Like, What, what are you talking about? Like, they're just playing... <laughs> they're playing like... Because <laughs> there for a while I was just like, oh, the split singles like yeah. between one and two are like, popular. Now it's like, no, 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 no. They're, they're in between the alternate yeah. sticking I'm, out. I'm like, wait, what?
2: What? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Rome... I, I got to give him credit for that because he was the one that that brought that back when he had marched a summer or he had gone to X and, and came back and it was just like like you. Like what? <laughs> what is that? Okay, and then, you know. He Does started it sound good? <laughs> yeah, like wow. That okay, that's the new thing. Okay. Great. I think it's over a little overutilized these days, but <laughs> I was about <laughs> oh, to say man. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people get used to the trends, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah.
1: At least though, if you're staying up with it, you know what to recognize, obviously you as a judge, like, like, right. you know, like, yeah. Oh, I know what I know to look for it.
2: I'm going to look it for, it for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful to him for, for giving me that, that knowledge on that, because I would have never known. Mostly it would have <laughs> been like, woo, yeah. Bass. That sounded great. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't know what that was, but you know. it's either it's, even or it wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it was it an even good. rhythm. Whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, so, that's true, man. I, you, yeah. Take as much knowledge as you can get and from whatever sources. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, no, you're fine. I'm not, I'm not going to cut you off at all. So you found a gateway uh, that was 2004 and then you were there for how many years? That- um,
2: 2004 and um, 2005 and then uh, came back in 2008 and 2009.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And then obviously started up Freedom, um, which I believe, if I remember from what Lewis was telling us, that started in A class. Is that correct?
2: Actually, uh, (laughs) we started in world class. Oh, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right. Um, I tell you what, man, you know, advice for people out there that want to get into this activity and want to start an indoor group um, take a look in the mirror first. (laughs) (laughs) And, and really, really analyze what you're ready for, you know. I tell you what, man, I, I think uh, we um, maybe bit off a little bit more than we could chew right away. Uh, but at the time, the activity was also different, you know. Um, for sure. Uh, I don't know there about There were probably today, like but,
1: 16 or 17 world-class groups yeah, instead of 35. Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. Um, and um, so we had some kids that could drum, you know, and it's like, hey, Let's just dive into the pool. Um, but, uh, yeah, we started out in world class and then stayed there for a couple of years and really got our butts kicked, you know, and um, and then decided, yeah, let's do the open class thing, you know, and uh, stayed there for a couple of years and just recently back in 2019 went back to world class. Nice, nice.
1: And then, yeah, because you talked about, like, they got their first medal, I guess, when he was there. Is that right?
2: Yeah, in 2017. Um nice. You know, the other thing, man, about starting an indoor group, and you guys know this because you you teach it, um, um, but there's so many things that you don't see, you know, so many trials and tribulations that you just, you know, you can really get caught up into what you see out there on the floor, but you're really, what you're not seeing are those behind-the-scenes issues that um, often creep up. Um, I remember one year, um... You know, as groups do, we rented a truck and we loaded the truck. And, and man, we were uh, – I was driving the truck and, and uh, got right outside uh, the school. And the truck uh, was the, – the engine light was coming on. And, you know, I said, okay, it's going to be fine. I got back in it. We loaded the truck. I got back in it and started headed up the highway. And, and the truck started going nuts, man, and just freaking out. And just – the engine was – was bad and like had to go back to the rent a car place, you know, the rental truck place and get another <laughs> truck back. The one truck up to the other truck and transfer everything over. And, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it, you know, people, you know, don't see things like that. They don't, they don't see all the craziness that, They're behind the you curtain. know, and they, they, yeah. And they always happen. Um,
1: uh, the worst right?
2: times. Yeah. The worst times, you know, like, you know, when you're standing behind the curtain and the, the certain thing won't work. It's been working all this time until now. You know, like, what the hell just happened? I don't, Dude, the know. little
1: electronic ninjas that just work up there. You yeah. had it working in the lot, and then you plug yeah. it in in the arena, and all of a sudden, like, main stage won't boot up or something.
2: Right, yeah. And just, or you got a flat tire, or the truck won't start, or, you know, the bus driver is late, or, you know... We the had many, a bus driver.
1: Yeah, go ahead. The many woes of independent groups. It's like, oh, a housing site fell through. And
2: we're supposed yeah. to rehearse in six hours. <laughs> exactly, man. In, in, in 2017, we had a housing site that fell through like two days before we were getting ready to go to Dayton. You know, and those are the things that, you know, you're proud of the kids and, you know, you do this for them. And, and um, you know, you're you're always really proud of the the. What they can achieve, and stuff like that, and and the staff is happy and but man, I tell you what, you know, uh what? we don't have a housing site two days yeah. before we're getting ready to go to the show, you know, like that's those are all the things that if anybody wants to call me up, I'll be glad <laughs> to give you all those stories before you start an indoor group. <laughs> I think
1: that things. that 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 perspective is one thing that Fantini and I have tried to navigate. As we like do this podcast in general, obviously we critique groups and like call things as we see it. But I think it's always done at the perspective of we recognize the hard work everywhere. Yes, that doesn't mean that we're not gonna like one hundred percent say our opinions. But I I would never belittle any group in any class in any circuit about what they're doing or trying to do. Uh, But there are just challenges like logistical nightmares that. (laughs) i remember like one time uh for an independent group i was uh teaching here in kentucky we were headed off and somebody hadn't fastened the show or hadn't fastened the gate to the trailer all the way and whoever's driving the truck takes off and a set of vibes just rolls off the back falls on the ground basically disintegrates and you're like we gotta uh, figure out how to put this back together. <laughs> yeah, like
2: how does this even happen? Yeah, like uh, this has never happened before. Why now? Yeah, yeah this is crazy.
0: Um, S- something I wanna wanna comment on real quick before we get too far from it is you mentioned with Freedom, you start you all started out in World, dropped down to Open for a little bit, then made the jump back up to World again. That's yeah. something that I think is super commendable because you have to be f- completely honest with yourself to say, okay, we tried this level. We're not here yet. Our talent level's not here yet. Our abilities are not there. Design maybe whatever it may be. We need to drop down, figure our stuff out, try to build off the foundation we have, and then try to get back to the big show, if that makes sense. And I've seen so many groups that have just continued to beat their head against the concrete wall of world class. Just stay world, stay world, stay world. It's like, clearly, you could probably be super competitive for a while if you went down to open, and winning is fun, And you're probably going to be able to attract better talent to help you make that jump and be more competitive back in world if you're willing to be honest with yourself. Because I've always been a believer of you have to be completely honest with yourself about what you know or or how good you actually are before you can improve. And it's like you got to be honest. So super – just give all the credit in the world for being willing to do that back and forth and understand what we need to do to succeed in the long run.
2: Yeah, that's that's very true. I agree with all that. I think you know for us. Well, I'll just say this: there, there was a when this activity first got started. Um, you know, the the WGI admin team was. Um, I remember when Gateway got because we started out in the open as well, and um, we we got promoted to world class. And at first it was just like, Oh boy, you know what I mean? Like, um, wow, really? And, and they were like, Nope, you guys are cool. You can, you, you're, you're, you can be there and, and we think you can hang there and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and they were right at the time. And there used to be this push to get groups in the world class. And, uh, I, I feel like I can, as a director, I can speak frankly, that i think that's a little lost and 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 you know i I think you know right now you probably have some teams that are like world class oh my god no you know like it's yeah okay but you know that it used to be a big push for that you know like it it you know i remember those guys saying you're like this is the class you want to be in you know saturday night is the show you want to be in um and i think it's maybe gotten away from that a little bit. I think some groups tend to write for a certain class when I think they clearly have the talent to be in the next class. Mm. You know, we stand probably bagging. do a whole Yeah. Bagging. I'm not saying they're doing that. I wouldn't blame them for that. But <laughs> it's like, you know, clearly you you you're walking right up to the line and you without going over it. You know what I mean? Like and it's not a it's not a diss against anybody or anything like that. I just I remember what it started out with, um, and then what it looks like today is and this is my opinion. But
1: um No, I feel that.
2: Yeah. Like if somebody's I
1: think, like I don't even know of a group, but if you're if you're first, second, first, second, third, second, like in like open class or A class, like year in and year out, it's like all right, you probably have built the consistency to like give yourself the nudge and like push yourself as a design as an education staff to like whatever kids that you're recruiting from in your area of your geographical location you can probably you can offer them more if you just push a little more I, I get that right. for sure
2: and I think the other thing is uh if you're looking at going to world class you know okay maybe you're not competing against RCC you know don't think like that you know like you know, those guys have been where they are for a long time. X and Mystique and all those guys, you know, I, I you know, I'm not looking at them because they're they're great at what they do and they have talent and they they have the draw to design great shows. And um, I think you have to look at certain tiers, you know, to to and work yourself up into that level, you know, before you you know really try to take or don't bite off. You know, know where you are is what i'm saying you know like know sure. what yeah. what you can handle and and uh, and i think for us um and th- there there's been some disagreements but i think for us i think we were writing for that class i think we when we talked about ideas uh we were talking about world-class ideas you know what i mean and and, and things that could be at that level maybe we couldn't drum it as well or or we couldn't perform it as well but that's what we're thinking on and so we might as well go and do that thing you know and and give those kids that experience there
1: i think the tier you think you said hit the nail on the head like if you're if you just started a group or you just bumped from open to world or a to open or or whatever maybe meddling the first year is not an the appropriate goal you should set uh right maybe it's uh let's finish within this bracket or let's finish with this bracket and then after that year the next year going into that same class like all right let's try to let's try to jump like two spots let's try to jump right. three spots um and that's the way you build consistency year to year and yeah not yeah, like I mean, I, I, you're not setting your kids up for an expectation that you're not gonna be able to uphold like hey guys we're gonna try to mail this year it's like well probably not gonna happen so you're setting them up for disappointment but we're gonna get, be really good we're gonna be competitive we're going to shoot for like this goal and, and see where we're going. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, when we medaled in 2017, we didn't know we were going to medal. You know what I mean? I think some groups can walk into that weekend going, yeah, we're pretty confident about being in the top three. And actually, that made it a little sweeter because we didn't know, you know, like, it was like it, 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 we were so surprised by it, too. We were just like uh, we just medaled. I think, you know, like we just, we weren't ready for it. And so I think that made it a lot sweeter for me. I'll always remember that, but yeah, knowing where you are and knowing where you, what you can hang with is, and then like you said, move up, you know, from there and your recruiting gets a little stronger and, and yeah, then, then it should be, hopefully the system should work out for you. Absolutely. But I do think some groups need to be up a class here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Would you like to name names? No, maybe off the record. But uh, yeah,
2: no, it's like uh, (laughs) uh, oh god. Okay, I'll name one group, um, and I think those guys could have been. Maybe it was a year that um, was through vigilantes.
1: Oh, from Texas.
2: Yeah, from Texas. I think they meddled. They won open class one year, um, and they were. I remember watching them in finals and uh, you know, like I heard their base break and it was like all the crazy splits and, and it was just, it was marvelous. And I was just like, what is this doing here? You know, like, <laughs> why is this down here? It just doesn't need, they would be 10th, you know, or, or, you know, ninth in and in in tonight, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just, I know those guys and I kid with uh, those guys on the admin all the time, that you know, like it's a hard choice to make. And I know you guys have to, you know, you're really trying to deal with some things, but it's like, man, some of these groups like, whoa, you know, there's yeah, no way there in that class. Yeah.
1: When are we going to bump Chino Hills to PIW? Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway. Hey, maybe this is the year to do it, right? You know, like just, let's just do it, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Yeah. I would love I'm, to see that. <laughs>
0: is there a rule against that? Like if the school just stops, having, right. if they like transi- transition it to an independent group and just say, we're only going to have kids from, even you can let anyone you want to audition, then you just only take the same kids you were going to take for the high school group. Could you really do that? I feel like you could.
2: Yeah. I think that rule still exists of you could have like a community, you know, or if you got a couple of high schools in the area and you know, like I know district. a couple of groups have done that down here. Mod Z from down here does a district drum line and they, I think they won independent a a couple times or close a couple of times, but I would, uh, Yeah. I would love to see where Chino Hills would
0: fall on the independent world stage. I, I it'd be, think it'd be clean.
2: <laughs> I, I think there are some years that I've watched them and I go, you know, seventh maybe. Yeah. I've said the <laughs> same thing for sure. Yeah. Seven, you know, like, wow. Um, yeah. Those sure. kids are marvelous kids. It's nuts it's every wild. year. It's a wild culture out there. Yeah. I'm sure we'll
1: get back around to like the culture in high school here in just a second. Um, mm-hmm. Going to segue a little bit. I know you talked about like doing trial judging and then getting into judging and starting 2000 in the in DCI
2: circuit. When
1: you were trial judging, did you get like your tapes like that you made to go back and listen to?
2: Well, <clears throat> sorry to sound old here, but that's when we had tapes.
1: That's yeah. We had
2: cassette tapes. You Know, um, and they still had uh, tapes
1: when I marched. In fact, yeah.
2: Zach, Zach Schlicker has for
1: 11 years now failed to convert our giant stadium tape to digital so that we can all hear it. And <laughs> all he's ever talked about is how great it is, but
2: yeah, yeah, so. yeah, man. I there's some nostalgia about cassette tapes, you know, like, um, but yeah, you know, we used to, I, you know, bought the Bought the two you go to Kmart and get two tape recorders and you know you'd have your own Maxell or whatever and then the tape that they gave you and you know you just have them rubber band together and you know I got a picture around here with me holding two tape recorders in my hand um and <laughs> so yeah it's not like today where they would you know um put it on a website or something like that and you could just go listen to it but um so you basically you take that tape home you know and I would be so excited you know like you know because i had that tape right then and there right i could play that in the car on the way home or or wait you know when i got home that night i could play it instantly you know it was, it was great so yeah i listen you, to my uh, tapes quite a bit yeah
1: i'm sure like just to go back and be like all right what did what did i say what did i sound like and to critique yourself i'm sure that's how you get better as a judge and just figure out like, Oh, what I said there didn't really like maybe connect with the staff the way I meant it to, or was there a lot of that going on in your head?
2: Um, no. And I don't know if you're like me, but I, I hate my voice on tape. <laughs> <laughs> like I, man, hate it, I think everybody has yeah. their own
1: voice. <laughs> yeah, it's, like... it's hard for me to go back and listen to these podcasts, but I force myself, so <laughs> I, I try not yeah. to sound like an idiot. I've
0: become, yeah, man.
1: I've become yeah. desensitized
0: because I do all the post-production audio editing for these things mm-hmm. and, like, cutting stuff in and out of the of the episode, and yeah. I absolutely loathe my voice. When I hear yeah. it on recordings, and I, I have to just like get past it and just say, All right, "This is what I sound like." I just have to accept yeah. it. I got to listen yeah. to this whole hour of us talking and just deal with it. But it's 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 interesting to have to do. It's it, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I don't know why that is, but um, but yeah, I would come home and listen to my tapes, and you know, yeah, I probably could have said this, or I probably could have said that, or. You know when when because when you first start trialing, they don't let you onto the field. You know, like you can go like maybe on the track or something like that. At that time, you could go on the track, but you couldn't go on the field and run around with anybody. Um, but when they when they my my first season of getting assignments, um, yeah, I'd take both tape recorders out there and, and um, just to be able to have that that reference to go back to. And a souvenir. I, I'm actually looking at a box right now. And I have, I don't know. It, it looks like 500 tapes. Like, oh, my uh, God. Just, uh, just like judging stuff. And 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 uh, when I used to bootleg <coughs> recordings at drum corps <coughs> shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, it's just a lot of material and I have to get me a digital recorder and, and uh, put all that stuff on there, too. But, yeah, you know, just go back and, and just I could have said this and, you know, and then sometimes it'll be like, well, I was dodging the color guard at that time. So I really couldn't have said that, you know, I couldn't have said anything there. But, um, yeah, just, you know, trying to hone your skills and trying to basically just the biggest thing is trying to find your voice and not to sound like somebody else. You know, we can all listen to the greats out there. You know, Jeff Prospery or Alan Christensen and, and those guys, and 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 try to emulate what they say. But um, the biggest thing is just really trying to find your voice. Um, oh, I can yeah.
1: hear uh, I can hear some Prosperi catchphrases in my head already. Uh-huh. Just
2: like, you saying <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, like um, and 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 I remember listening to. Uh, one of christensen's tapes back early you know um and just kind of almost thinking that maybe i'd need to be like that until somebody said no you need to you need to be yourself and then the rest will take care of itself
1: nice I like I it. think, yeah i remember listening to a couple of your tapes from when this summer. like we would get the tapes on the bus like all right let's listen to the mm. tape Hear what he has to say
2: mm. and i always
1: enjoyed it because it felt so genuine uh, like we were talking about on the podcast, or before we started this podcast, sometimes like as a judge, it's good to get—I would say—from my judging experience at local circuits, like kind of not lost in it, but just immersed in it. To where you're, you're not saying too much, but even like just laughing at stuff. It's good, you're like that was awesome. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, that's really that was great. But, and so yeah. I always, I always really appreciated that because. I felt like you would give it up and just be like, Oh man, you guys you guys are locked in there and then you'd be like, Ah, check that out. Like yeah. you don't you almost don't have to say too much. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, and and you know, the biggest thing is is you know, just to use you guys for an example, you know, uh you know, all you have to do is look in performers' faces and you see it. You know, they know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, that um that uh <laughs> That wasn't too good or whatever. Um, and you just go, yeah, man, you guys, you're talented enough. I mean, these groups are, they all have talent in them. And, and, and if you're in a drum line like you guys were in, you know what's going on. You guys are all smart enough to, you know. So I always looked at it as, I'm just aiding you and knowing that that was a little rough or whatever. And you guys will fix it tomorrow. And oftentimes it would be that way. You know, like it would come back the next night and be like, yep, there it is. Cool you know <laughs> so but i appreciate it man it's it's uh i always tried to make tapes for the kids really more than anything more than for the staff and when the staff comes in they're like we're gonna play the tape for the kids man you know like um um you know that was always a a pretty cool thing to hear and um and then it's you know
1: no, you've, you've missile two- segway. Well, well you, I, I was gonna say this will probably segue on what Mike wants to get to, but you were talking about tapes for the kids, and I, I think that what you guys have have slash had as judges was just such a such a unique perspective and point of view that when you're in the line, you just never you never heard it that way um right. maybe the staff would make some recordings of a run through but when you're in full uniform you can hear like especially if you're in a dome the reverb off the dome or the stadium in the background but it's like you in front of us and we can hear it and you're not just like talking over every single thing that we do yeah. like, i love those tapes so much and uh
2: yeah.
1: i will miss them going forward <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: me too hopefully
1: evan, evan knew it that's where i was yeah. gonna go I was
0: going to ask, you mentioned, you know, when you're trying to dodge the color guard, maybe I, I shouldn't critique that because I was trying to run for my life or whatever. What's your, if, if you're okay getting into it, what do, how do you feel about the judging changes? I guess of have, being someone that's been involved for so long at this point, do you think it's been a net positive? Do you think there's pluses and minuses? Like what's your opinion on the judges no longer being up in the battery's face or out in the thick of things?
2: Um, well, I'll just, I'll just at 2019 since that's the year we just left off on. I uh-huh. think, uh, you know, a, a lot of the groups planned for that change, which was cool. You know, we didn't have to go out there and run around with them. You know, they were like, we're going to bring the drum line right up front to you and you can hear everything from there. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I miss it. You know what I mean? I, I don't make the rules though you know what i mean um and uh you know uh, we work for the drum corps and that's that's the way it is and the mandate comes down from them and we have to be able to deal with it that way and then adapt to whatever they whatever they say it's different um it's a lot different um i think for me though is i love spending time in front of the pit so I'm, i'm okay with that um i think uh Um, Some of the things that front ensembles are doing are just amazing. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, you don't see a lot of lot videos with front ensembles in them. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably something that should be, you know, a thing. um, Because those kids are, I mean, the techniques that they're displaying and just the virtuosity of of things uh, is just like, wow. You know, Um, so for me, I'm okay with that because I I write for... um, you know not only just percussion sections but i've been writing a lot of uh full band stuff lately and so I, I look at it as kind of getting an education up front there too you know so like oh that mallet choice or that's a cool mallet choice or wow they're using these sounds or whatever so not only am you are you analyzing what they're doing but you know you're also like learning from what they're doing so i don't, I don't have a problem with it in terms of just being up in front and really learning What what all those great groups are doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's always some small part of you that misses that um, connection, you know, Yeah, with uh, with the guys in the back. Yeah. And, you know, you you have, um, you know, I always love the groups that are that are talking to you know when you're out there with them and you know they're like what's up you know like um i, I won't name one group but you know like uh, i won't say who they are but it's like uh you know they're in, they're they're in between their, like third and fourth moving, or they're the closer and, and i'm getting ready to go walk back up to the front and don't go anywhere you know hang back here what's up Mike Stick around, you know like all right cool you know like you don't know, you know i <laughs> mean like you don't know, get that you know um or you know, I'll just say like on the end of the show, you know at some point in time the drum line's got to go in the back and do the thing and really support the drum core and stuff like that and big and 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 so yeah you miss that emotional connection um you know like man you know sometimes kids are out there crying and and kids are out there smiling and they're they're looking directly at you and like, I'm giving it up. I'm giving everything I have for you right now. So, yeah, you missed that a little bit, you know, when they're not, um, when you're not right in front of them. But one of my you know, favorite
1: it's... moments um, from our 09 season is our finals tape, mm-hmm. crown and that show. We started, we started the drumline started the show behind the back sideline in the end zone. So like we were way back there. But J.J. was back there with us, like, just getting ready for us, like, to start. But you can hear – he turned his tape on a little early. And you can mm-hmm. hear just our section leader, uh, Sharif Reefer just back there. Just, like, yelling, and we're all yelling. He's like, I, I love you guys. And
0: yeah. then, like, it, it's like
1: we're just like, whoa, just, like, yelling. And then, like, three seconds later, it's like, one, two, three. Th- th-, and then we're off to the races. But, mm-hmm. like, those kind of moments and stuff. And then, like like, you're saying, like, J.J. being out there with us at the very end of the show we were behind the core but Mm -hmm. we're just out there just ramming and just like going hard we play the last note and we're all screaming the crowd's got a standing ovation he's like yelling back at us just like good job good job." and like those are moments that like I can mentally revisit I can close my eyes and listen to that tape and just like see it like it's like it was yesterday so
2: yeah and you guys will have those moments you know that the newer kids you know unless they change some rules but the newer kids won't have that connection, you know what I mean? So you guys are lucky, you know, because you're able to. And I'm sure, you know, like the staff's talking to you like he's gonna be out here at this point, you know, like we told him to be or we're gonna tell them to be out here at this time, you know, like and so you're already anticipating him being there with you. You know what I mean? And so it's just yeah, those are great, cool moments, man. I you know, again, I can listen to my tapes like just you can go back and listen to your tapes, you know, it's like yeah, I remember being in front of these guys at this particular point in time and they're just yelling and screaming and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah so you do hype. miss that. Yeah. For it sure. is. It is a hype for both. You know, it's a hype. You know, like we you know, we have our stories too. You know what I mean? Like we we go back and, you know, especially like when you get back home after championships week and, you know, somebody, some kid is like you know, so I saw you in front of blah blah blah. What'd you think? You know, about so-and-so? and You are like, oh man, I was there at the end of the show, and they're just giving it up. And my other <clears throat> funny thing, and I think you know, you Blue Coast guys were uh, kind of more responsible for this type of thing. Is um, the stuff that the crowd doesn't hear during count offs?
1: Yeah, you know? the vocals.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had uh, at twelve in twelve or at, in 12 at Bluecoats, we had some pretty interesting vocals that nobody ever really, yeah, really okay. heard.
2: And see, I mean, i tell you what. There have been some times that I've been in front of groups, and you'll be in mid-sentence, and this thing will come out, and you'll just be like, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like you're just like, you know, it's like you just start laughing, man, because it's so funny. You know, like, that is... Um, but that's, that's that's a part that is intimate. You know, like, I heard that, you know. Like, Very
1: few people will experience that exchange. Right. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I always love those times. Um, there's <laughs> one about Cavaliers. I'll have to tell you guys another time. But, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, funny stuff. Dude,
1: that's awesome. I remember when we had vocals sometimes, too, like, we would have to like censor. I'm like, all right, Vic, Vic first shoot today like <laughs> we, we got to do like show B. We can't do the yeah. vocals from like the closer or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love that. Yeah, so, fun times. I guess that brings up a good point too. You kind of alluded to it, but are there like some shows or some groups or some ensembles over the years, obviously a 20-year span kind of putting you on the spot that just like kind of stick out as not necessarily like the best, but it just shows that you remember really well or it's like, oh, I just remember this moment or I remember this ensemble or this drum line or this
2: front ensemble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every year, every year. Um, there's always, you know, um some special moments are out there or, or groups that that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you want me to name some people? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. You're write some I mean, you don't have to it through like the early two
1: thousands, like all those cadets lines and like 04 yeah. Vanguard, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, I, will you know, with that, uh, obviously, as I was coming up through the ranks, um, you know, you, there are years that you might only have like three or four shows. You know what I mean? And so you just basically whoever comes through where you are, you know, um. And then as you start to develop and, and they uh, tend to have a little more confidence with you, then you, um, you know, you, you get to get out a little bit more. But. Um, yeah, man, like uh, there's been some. I, I tell you what, um, there's been some um, some groups that like maybe at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, boy, you know, like, oh, it's not gonna happen, you know, I mean, like you're not prejudging or anything like that, but it's like they're really struggling. And then by the time they get to the end, you're like, Oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, those things happen. And uh and then sometimes in June, man, it's like these guys are on fire already and it's you know, they might be a little hard catch. You know what I mean? Um yeah. But there are some 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 groups out there that yeah, I'll always remember. And maybe that's an off the record, type of thing, too. <laughs> you know. No, no, it's all no good. worries. No yeah. worries.
1: Mm. On the flip side of that, you kind of talked about this a little bit, and I'm sure this happens during like critique and stuff where staffs would be like, hey, make sure you like catch these guys, or like, yeah. and I'm sure that was like a post show slash pre show kind of thing like, oh, they're telling me this in critique. So next time I see them at a show, I need to kind of game plan like my evaluation to catch what they want me to catch. I want to give them the points that they want to get and I want to catch sure. the moments they want me to catch. Right. So have there been like a lot of those critiques were like, well you, well, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get this. You got to get out here next time. Or like some, some people that were really like, come on, come on, Mike D. We got to, we, we got to give this for you. Like you got to get out here. Yeah.
2: Um, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, and most of those times for me are on first reads um, because you're just trying to figure it out you know like if you hadn't seen anybody again you know like um before the fan network and before flow marching and all the rest of that stuff you just kind of maybe had to go to a show and watch it or you know or or the internet was you know on its way up but you know maybe you could catch something and be lucky um but most of the time it was just you know drawing your road and talking to the staff and just okay i'll try to be there the next time or or you know um, if you saw it two nights in a row, that, that was good. and no, for me, it was good, you know, like, okay. Cause I had fresh memory of it. Um, sure. But if I were to see you four weeks later, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of changes happening in between that time. He's like, yeah. All right. All right. I'm here. Where you guys at? You're not over here right now, you know, like, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, the, the, the communication with the staff is, is always, uh, really important to the, to the, to the process because you do want to give them credit for the things that they're looking for and um and i always loved uh, you know when they when they come up and they you know talk to you before the show or something like that they'll come hey you know three minutes in try to be over here with this and the the snares are blah 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 are going to come right up to you and you're gonna you're gonna see them here and you know so you just take those mental notes and you try to be in those places um and then you know in the critique situation Um, I'll just say this, you know, people are passionate about what they do. Um, this is, (laughs) and you know, you have to take it like that, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't, you can't, you can't take it personal because those, those guys are really fighting for their art. They're fighting for their kids. They've been out working two weeks in the sun and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe for the past two days they didn't get to do everything on their list and you know we still have to judge it you know we still have to be in front of it and you know so frustrations do happen um people are human you know um <clears throat> and then you know sometimes those frustrations come out and you're just like okay man you know i'll try to be there for that the next time or or yeah you want to you know, you're you're looking for a little more credit here, or blah blah blah, and you can sense those frustrations. You know, those are out there, most definitely. But uh, you know, you hear the horror stories, and you know, but those things typically don't happen. You know, the people in your face, and at least that's never happened to me. But um, <clears throat> you know, guys are passionate. You know, like they want to. Everybody wants to be successful. I'll just yeah, say yeah. it like that. You know.
1: I was talking to Fantini about that a little bit before uh, before we were able to link up with you. I was just like, "Yeah, man, like in critiques and stuff." That's I could see how that would be very like confrontational or just like very chill, depending on like because every every group's gonna fight for their own their own team. Yeah. Like you're talking about their own art, their own kids. Like, oh, we were doing this, we were doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, I got mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's like almost never personal between. Them to you or them to the judge, but it's like always personal to them. Just because yeah. it's like their baby, it's like I got to take care of my baby. I wanna, yeah. I wanna make sure that I get my my point across. <laughs> and so exactly, yeah.
2: But, yeah. And and I think I think any judge, you know, would 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 take those things in and go, yeah, I hear you. You know, and I, and I'll I'll my thing was always I'll, I'll work harder at that the next time. You know, um, I you know. The other thing that I think that some people need to understand is, uh, you know, this person, whoever wrote this show or designed this show, well, they're on the road with it almost every day. They're spending 16 hours a day with this thing, with their baby every day. Well, I just lived with it for 11 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, I guess through human nature, sometimes you're right. I didn't catch everything. And that happens. You know, I didn't get to this point or I, I wanted to. And I was on this side of the field and the snare feature was on the other side of the field. You know, like I, I'm not Superman. <laughs> I can't fly over there and get to that moment. But I'll be there tomorrow night, you know, or next time I see it, you know. And then there's that dialogue of, OK, well, just check that out and, and, and be where you need to be.
1: You know? I, when you said when we were talking about changes a minute ago, it made me think like, yeah, if you were judging a show pre-Atlanta. And then judged mm-hmm. it post Atlanta. I knew every single, both summers that I marched after Atlanta, that's when we changed the closer or added the closer. <laughs> so it right. just all changed after that. Yeah. <laughs> it changed completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Like, it, and I, I've had this thought and I've said it on this podcast before too. And it has nothing to do with really judging other than like the reads that judges get is Mm -hmm. that for arranging, and I think people are starting to do this a little bit more, is that simplicity is underrated, uh, especially when you're asking an individual to hear it, understand it, credit it, and evaluate it like all at the same time, like boom, 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 like Mm -hmm. immediately. Um, The kids are so talented these days, and they can do so much stuff.
2: Kids are kids
1: are posting like YouTube and Instagram videos of like licks they create, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) So like, if I saw you play it, I don't even know what it is. Um, Right. Which boils down to what we were kind of talking about earlier with the like learning and staying like a a student of the game almost. Mm -hmm. But there's, I think sometimes there's a lost under appreciation of like simplicity, like and this kind of boils back to that Bluecoats video or Blue Knights video Mike and I just watched like sometimes they just take a simple triplet check and take it from the center all the way out to the edge it's like that was great and I understood exactly what it was the whole time <laughs> right yeah so i don't envy judges from that aspect of like well you didn't you were standing in front of the ensemble the front ensemble but you didn't hear that they they came in underneath what they were already given from the back 15 yard line signs like yeah that was my first read. i did not catch that at all right yeah so <laughs> yeah. i don't envy that aspect one bit
2: right yeah first reads are toughest reads um because you're just really trying to catch it all but um you know if if you're lucky enough to see them you know a few more times throughout the summer then you know you get to live with it too you know like you get to experience all the things that the kids are experiencing and And then you start to be in those spots that they want you to be in and, and the kids know you're going to be in those spots and then they're excited and you're excited. And you know, it's a fun time. Um, it, it's, 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 it's the most exciting and the hardest thing I've ever had to do, especially when, and this is not only just drum corps, right? This could be a marching band or it could be an indoor. Um, sometimes when you, like, uh, I've judged marching band shows, I'm doing percussion on marching band shows, and there's like six groups in a row that are all stellar. And you're just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> right now. I have no idea. Like, that group was really good. That group came on. They were smoking. Oh my god. And so obviously, you you know, you you look at the sheet, and then the sheet always asks the questions and, you know, the criteria and things like that, and then you arrive at your number from there. But sometimes it's very hard you know sometimes it's just it's especially when you get to championships time because it's just like that's the goal and everybody's everybody's working to get towards that goal and 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 then there's some performance that maybe you didn't expect to pop out and then there it is and you're like oh man okay wow i know what i'm gonna do with this and you know like and it's after this, that you're nervous because everybody else is probably going to be just as good.
0: You know? This, this <laughs> reminds me of something that Evan and I have talked about before. About you've judged quarterfinals before, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: semis. he had you he had you oh, guys I, on I know, semis,
0: bro. I know. Let me yeah. let me finish. Let me finish. So oh,
1: okay, I got you. I was,
0: you. You've judged quarters, and Evan and I've always talked about uh, from the outside looking in. In our opinion, it just mm-hmm. seems that quarters would be super tough in that regard because there's so many world groups in a row that you do boom, 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 boom. Trying to accurately rank them just seems like a
2: massive task. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've judged marching band shows at 40, 45 groups in them. You know See, what I, I mean? Just, and,
0: I, don't, I don't know how that's possible. For me, to uh, the for, sheets, baby. it's super yeah. <laughs> kudos to yeah. anyone to all you guys that do that. Cause it just seems extremely difficult to keep it all straight and accurately. rank yeah. People.
2: Um, there, I mean, there's a few things that go into that, obviously the, the, the sheets and the criteria and all of that stuff. And then, um, you have to be open to what might happen. You know, anything can happen. Right. Um, maybe you saw a group that's been smoking all summer uh, and they get to that day and, that's that's their bad day you know what I mean they just decide to maybe the kids are nervous i mean kids are human too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and I think sometimes people on the outside expect for these kids to be superhumans and they go through things you know oh, i just broke up with my girlfriend in the color guard you know I'm sad about that or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean or you know I didn't eat enough today or you know my mom and dad are here and they're all me about going back to school you know like it's you never know what's going on in their brains as well but um you have to be open and you it, you one of the smartest things that i ever learned um in our training was is let the show come to you and don't try to go out and get it don't try to force it just stand there and 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 let it happen you know it's just like watching a movie right you know you you go to a movie and and, you watch a movie and you try to watch it without any expectations. And you just, if it's a comedy, you're just going to be like, okay, hopefully it's going to make me laugh. And, um, yeah, they made me laugh or, you know, they didn't make me laugh today or whatever. Um, it's, it's, you just let it happen. You let it come to you and that's how you basically get through a long day like that. You know, you just, here comes the next one. Let's just see what happens, you know? And then you you assign your number and it all hopefully shakes out in the end. It is a long day, though. It's a long day. Yeah. But um, that's the day that I also think, like if you're looking at Luke soil, the groups haven't been in there all summer. So they're also kind of getting used to that day as well. You know, getting sure. used to the acoustics and, and blah, blah, blah. And then um, Sammy's... Um, is also I think that's probably more the tougher show to to do because now everybody's used to the environment. Now everybody's been in that place for a day. Now it's like, and especially if you're trying to make finals, if you're one of those groups that are down in that twelve, thirteen, fourteen range, you know, you expect all those groups to bring it at that time because they all they all want to get into the show, you know, mm-hmm. um Saturday night. So, you're a little bit more uh, muffled up for that one because it's
1: Yeah, you you, you do you, or die time. Yeah, yeah.
2: I yep. mean everybody's probably gonna bring it. And especially if there's a race at the top or something like that, you know, somebody's It depends on how it's breaking down in the captions in the captions as well, you know, like in percussion, you know, like there might be a race for the drum title and you're that middle guy that's, you know Okay you know let's you're see what you're gonna happens. like call
1: it to where no one else could win it or you're gonna make it a a, a photo finish on <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Final yeah. night. yeah yeah
2: it's it's that's let's, let's see who who's gonna come out and, and do what they need to do um show it the night show the night yeah and then uh yeah and then you're in your neighborhoods and 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 there's battles everywhere and so yeah you have to be on top of your game as much that- as you can
0: that whole discussion reminds me of the 2012 season because obviously like <laughs> all three nights, quarters, semis, and finals, BD won all three nights in drums, but Mm-mm. the way second, third, and fourth between Vanguard, Cadets, and Bluecoats all played out was we all switched in the exact perfect amounts to where it was a three-way tie for second place in drums. Wow. When they, when they averaged the nights. Night? Say That's
1: what? all that matters. Who was second on finals night? That's all you got to remember. Uh,
0: we were but uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like you said show of the night, but show I'm really biased, it. but I just <laughs> never thought of that possibility of having like a three-way tie. Like it was that much of a dogfight between those three groups. That summer. And if I wild. remember
2: correctly, just going back to that time, it, you know, those, I think I remember doing like Charlotte, North Carolina or something like that. And you guys are all in those shows and, and, uh, those super eight shows, as I call them, you know, um, where it's, you know, the big eight teams and, and yeah, I mean, even in those shows, there was jock, there was jockeying, you know, like people Uh switching back and forth and then, you know, you're like, well, okay, we all got a week and a half to go, you know, like, let's see who's going to come and get it at the end. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, and then even, you know, yeah, do I remember that night? It was just like, okay, <laughs> here it is, <laughs> you know, like, this is what it is. But I think, you know, the you have to make a call. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And those calls aren't going to always be widely accepted. You know, it's just like, you know, your favorite football team or your favorite basketball team, you know, like, what? That was a travel? No way. You know, like, that ref's blind. You know, like, I yeah. do it, too. Yeah. You know, like, it's just... <laughs> Um, and I think the, the biggest thing that people need to understand is that judges are fans too, you know, like it's, we are probably as big as fans as anybody else. We, you know, like there's been plenty of of times maybe I, I, yeah, I didn't judge final snipe, but I certainly had my opinions about the outcome, you know, but I'm also sitting up in the stands or in the booth, whatever, and, and listening to the show and I'm not hearing everything that guy's hearing. You know, but yeah, definitely. There's been some times I'm like, yeah, I thought maybe that group should have been here or whatever. You know, like we, we do the same things. You know, but obviously we have no influence on that or anything. It's just that person's down there. They're hearing everything that they're supposed to hear. Or they're they're down there in the in the trenches, and they made that call. And um, and uh, but um, you know, I I had another one of these podcasts with somebody and I I, I said the same thing and I'll say this because I I was laughing at you guys because I was watching um, you guys talk about the Blue Knights last week and and, you know it's the same thing you know fans could judge you know (laughs) and for the most part I think most of the decisions would probably come out to be the same way
0: you know. Yeah, we all have think, ears. You know, no one's yeah, hearing different stuff.
2: Everybody's got ears, and you see the design of the shows and stuff like that, and you're looking at it, and you go, "I, I think, for the most part, if we were to give a fan a, a a recorder and a sheet and go out there and or judge color guard or judge whatever or judge brass, it'd probably come out to be pretty close, you know, you know? to 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 what we have um, sometimes, and um, you know." Everybody's a judge. Every, all of us are, you know, the only difference is, is we don't, we we just, some people don't have numbers in their hands, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you read certain websites and you read certain chat rooms and things like that, you know, you're, everybody's a judge. Everybody's a critic, you know, like, oh, I thought so-and-so should have won. Well, I don't think they should have won. They didn't, they didn't have this, they're blah, 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 didn't so-and-so. It's like, yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, right. You know, like I agree, you know, um, and so but I, I think it would come out to be right around the same call in most cases.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably true. Yeah, especially with uh, like modern technology and what we're able like, obviously, there's going to be some level of nuance that you miss. But if I can sit here and watch a YouTube video in 4K with like the best audio available at the time. Yeah, it's a lot video, but you can get a pretty good feel for what groups are doing. Um it's not always going to translate to what they're actually doing on the field, but I can assume if you have maybe like consistent issues in this spot in the lot, you probably have consistent issues on the field too. Moving around certainly not going to help your situation. So, right. um, but like you're saying, we're not out there, we don't there's one guy on the field who's who's calling it and we don't have the point of view and the vantage that he does.
2: So, you, yeah. you can't
1: argue with it too much.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can argue with it, but it's not gonna, be ain't gonna do anything. any good. <laughs> yeah. uh, he he was out there, and he, that's what he thought. You know what I mean? Um, and um, and then you know, I, I think uh, something else I, I think I need to touch on is the show was not in the parking lot. You know, for judges, it's not in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I for mean? Sure. Like, you know, you get a lot of people that, oh, yeah, you know, like, I thought so-and-so's drumline was good. I watched him in the lot. Okay, great. You <laughs> watched them in the lot. Sweet. You know, <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, but you didn't see when they were trying to do that backflip at the same time they were playing the tenor break. You know what I mean? You didn't see that. You know, like, or when they're out trying to do all these crazy physical demands and they have these listening environments that are impossible, you know. When they're standing in a line and they're playing through their book, yeah, it's, 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 it's probably really good out there. But, you know, when you add in those responsibilities and stuff, it's like.
1: When the quad line's 10 yards apart from each other over 50 Exactly. Yards. <laughs> yeah, that's <yeah. laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, those, those sound challenges come to play. Yeah, when mm-hmm. those challenges come to play, you know, like it's, it's different than, than, than it is in the parking lot, you know. But No doubt. Those are fans and and, like i said i I'm a fan too i I've see, I see things, and I just go, wow, I think that's I think that's really cool what they're doing. I think that should be here and and if it doesn't end up there, I'm you know i just I just look at it as you know, okay, I was a fan at that time, and that's that's the way it was.
0: Yeah, well said., yeah. well I love that. I think we uh, I think we've hit on everything. Evans or anything we left off the list, Do either you guys have anything else you want to talk about?
1: probably nothing we can talk about on here yeah we might keep <laughs> talking after this but uh,
0: <laughs> but all right let's let's wrap this up so thanks everybody for sticking around checking out the podcast again i'll reiterate Hopefully a little quicker, the spiel from the beginning of the episode. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, follow on Instagram and Facebook. All of it's just Aged Out Podcast. Check out the reaction videos, the clip videos on YouTube. Drop a like, drop a comment if you want to add anything to the conversation. um, hit us up on patreon.com slash aged out podcast for financial support if you so choose. And Lone Star Percussion. Uh, discount code aged out. Save $10 on any order of $50 or more. Go check them out. Save a little bit of money. And we will see everybody next time. Peace.